And welcome everyone to the Jeanette Byro podcast. I am so thrilled to have you guys here joining in as we dive into the world of expanding consciousness. I am a medium, a channeler, and this podcast is an outlet for me to share messages from the Ascended Masters to light beings to archangels and more. And especially, I love sharing the messages from other people on this planet who are exploring consciousness for themselves and willing to share their experiences so that we can all learn because no experience is the same. So thanks for joining the show. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. I am thrilled to be able to dive deep into a really neat topic called period nine, which I'll get to in just a moment. Um, But I am doing so with a very special guest, Krista Moffat, who is a Chinese astrologer, as well as a certified classical feng shui practitioner. And so her, her passion and purpose is really working to help harness the positive energy of people's environments and their homes, their spaces to create the desired energy in the home space, as well as, of course, understanding Chinese astrology, which is just um, a beautiful gift in itself to understand how that all works. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that, what it, what kind of how the universe brought her to diving into that. But as well, we're going to talk about something I find really fascinating which is something called period nine. Now, I did not know about this concept until Krista brought it up. And it's basically a 180-year cycle. And we are starting to kind of feel the energy moving into period nine, which we will start in 2024, which is all about fire and transformation. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But all to say, Krista Moffat, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's really nice to be here, Jeanette. Yeah, it's so fun to have you. I, I'm really excited to dive in. But before we get to period nine, which I just can't wait to figure out and understand more of, um, what got you into Chinese astrology and classical feng shui? What, where did that, what in your life brought you to that? Yes, well, it's it, it kind of all started in, in 2020 when every, you know, everyone was questioning, you know, mm-hmm. what is going on in the world. I found myself really questioning everything. And I spent a lot of that year in meditation and contemplation, just trying to figure out what it is that I want to do with this new evolving world that we're coming coming into. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend who was who had just been studying Western astrology, and um, she offered to do a reading for me. And you know, so I sent her my birth chart and my time and everything. And then a couple of days later, we got together to talk about it. And she, the first thing out of her mouth was, "You need to be an astrologer." It's it's all over your birth chart. And I, and I was like, what? I mean, I've always loved Western astrology. Mm-hmm. I've always been interested in it my whole life. Um, but I have a stallium of planets and Aquarius. And there was a couple of other things happening that were just so apparent to her that this is really a strong, th- you know, thread in my birth chart. So I started thinking, wow, because I was sort of thinking, I really want to be of service. I really want to change what I'm doing and, 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 be of service to, 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 to humanity. And so I, I, and I kind of thought, well, she just, she's studying Western astrology. She just finished studying Western astrology. I don't know if I want to copy my friend, but I, Mm -hmm. but then I also had another friend in Vancouver who was studying Feng Shui and Chinese astrology. And every time I spoke to her, she was on fire. She was so excited about it. And I've always, so I, you know, I took some time thinking about it and I've always um, really felt energy 
and buildings. Like I, my space is so important to me. Um, I, I think it was, I think I've even said in places that I, I like I've quit jobs because the, the energy of the space was really not good for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, and I, and then when I told my friends that I was studying Feng Shui, they're like, well, of course you are, you, you know, your house, it's there, you're already doing it. And, and I, what I did learn is that I was already doing it. Many of us are already working with energy and we don't even know it. Mm-hmm. For instance, you probably sit in a chair that's your favorite chair. That's, you know, that's probably one of your good sectors or you're facing a direction. That's one of your good directions. So, um, yeah, so, so I looked into, doing a bit of a segue here, looked into the teacher in Vancouver, met her over Zoom. And yeah, I signed up within a month for her mastery course and studied for a solid year over Zoom, over, you know, e-classes. And, um, and then I, I that, so I've been studying with her since then because I continue to take courses with her. I think it's a lifelong, one of those mm-hmm. things that you can study forever. I would imagine so. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so you were saying that um, Chinese astrology is absolutely a base piece of classical feng shui, correct? Yes. So classical feng shui is the real, you know, the real thing that came out of China. And a lot of it was hidden for a long time. They Documents were burned and it was, you know, not, you, you couldn't get this information for a long time. Only the masters, only specific, you know, chosen people could, um, could, you know, study this. And um, it just started to come out in the 70s. And, um, cla- you know, a version of Feng Shui came to America or the, the West, let's say, that was sort of a little bit dumbed down. And it, it's perfectly great way to do feng shui it's just different classical is based on ancient formulas and we look at the house and the people in the house so it's so it's it's based on each person in the house it's not everyone this is your wealth sector this is your relation sector um so you have to look at the birth date and the birth chart of every person in the in the house in order to f- help them find their good sectors and their and their um, good directions and things like that, so it mm-hmm. absolutely have to side also study Chinese astrology with this master in Vancouver. Yeah. So you know what's so interesting, and the timing of this is really neat. Actually, I had a client just last week, and they were moving, and in the session, all of a sudden came this information about the house. The house they were moving into had a certain energy to it, yes. and it was almost like we could say it was an offshoot of Gaia. So it was like Mother Earth's energy really could permeate this house. So this house was almost like alive, kind of is how I want to say it. Okay. And I hadn't come across that before. I was like, you need to uh, introduce yourself to your house mm-hmm. and connect with the energy of your home. Like there's a whole energetics in there. And she's like, oh my gosh, I thought something like that when we went through it and you know made the decision to move and, and all of this. So I find that interesting and how it correlates with what we're talking about right now of like the energetics of the people on that place of land and the directions and like how all of those things have a fit because it makes sense. There are just some places where some rooms in the house, some positions where a window faces that just feel like your perfect spot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So buildings have birth charts too. Mm. And the front door is the antenna basically the antenna to the world yeah. and the energy of a house, 70%, this is the classic say, but 70% of the energy in the house is derived from the forms outside the land outside the house. So it's really important what you see out your window. 
Um, so there's certain things that are shochi, like telephone poles, hard not to have those. We all have mm-hmm. those. But, you know, if your garbage cans are right, you know, you're looking out your window at your garbage cans, if you can even just tuck them, you know, like you really want to have views out your window sort of that are of beauty, really, mm-hmm. as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Dead trees are a no-no, you know, so absolutely the land, it is the land that, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, accumulates the chi for sure around the house. That's so interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now let's step a little bit into period nine, because you are, as you were saying before, that uh, there are nine periods of a 20 year cycle in Chinese metaphysics and yes. each period brings its own unique energy. So if we we are going to be stepping into nine and fire, what are we currently closing down? Yes. If we start there and then transition. Yeah. So 84 to 2000, I think it was 84 to 2024, 94, 94, the last, 94? Yeah, the, the last 20 years, 2004, 2004. Thank you. you <laughs> simple math, actually. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> it's hard to do simple math on the spot. Yeah. Um, so period eight, it was, so it was period eight. So it goes one through eight. So we're at the top nine is the top. Now and we go back to one. So it's also, you know, building, it's accumulating, mm-hmm. it's building. So eight is, um, so each, each period is, um, represented by a number, an element, a family member, you know, a lot of stuff to do with Feng Shui is, you know, the youngest son or the middle son or the oldest son or the father or the mother. All these energies are all sort of come out of this these, this number system, mm-hmm. and so um, period eight is the I think it was the youngest son, um, and it was Earth is the element, and one of the body parts was hands. So my teacher talks about it this way that period eight, who made really good money in period eight was young men using their hands in technology. Mm-hmm. Using, and we all used our hands a lot in the last 20 years, you know, with our phones. That's all new with the phone and the computers being really prominent and things like that. Also, eight is represented by Earth. So it's real estate. Did we not all just mm. watch real estate go out of Absolutely. control everywhere? Yes, yes. yes. Um, and so that's what period eight was. Very So, so Earth is a slow moving as well. So it was kind of a slower time. Fire moves very fast. So that's going to be a difference. Mm-hmm. Make sure I got that right. Period eight being um, youngest son. Yes, I did get that right. So moving into period nine, now we move into fire. It's really already starting to build. We can already see that mm-hmm. with the fires, literally, that have been happening. So totally. And you know, I have to say too, my guides have been using fire as a reference nonstop for the symbolism of our transition and what we're moving into. Even before these fires started, fire was like the element they were like, you need to get to know fire now. And I was yes. like, oh, okay. And I love how it corresponds with period nine and yes. the build up to it. Yeah. Yes. And it also sp- corresponds a lot with what's going on with Pluto, like the Western astrology, Pluto and Saturn moving into, you know, Aquarius mm-hmm. and, and and Pisces and things like that because it you know what's on the rise so the things that are so let's start with period let's start at the beginning period nine is fire transformation mm-hmm. we're watching it and you know before our mm-hmm. very eyes it's happening to us all we can all feel the transformation that's happening 
It's global. Things are changing and rapidly, very rapidly. So we can already feel as, as period nine, you know, we're already feeling it a year or two before. So it is slowly getting there. Um, but period nine is uh, middle age. So the middle daughter, middle-aged women. So it can be correlated to somebody, so a demographic. Mm-hmm. So you take the family that member that they, that they say it's represented by, and then you correlate it to the demographics. So middle-aged women, the body part is heart and eyes mm-hmm. and mind. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and fire is spirituality. Fire is, you know, fast moving. Fire is um, transformation. What are all the other things that you can say about fire? Uh, it's fast. It's, it, it's action it illuminates. Yeah. Sorry. What did you say? Uh, action oriented. Like it actually yes. gets something done. It's not stagnant. Great. Creative creativity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It also, yeah, that's a big one. It illuminates things. Mm-hmm. It it exposes things. Yeah. So here, I think what's a lot of what's happening with people is they're they're being shown what they need to work with, work mm-hmm. through in order to transcend, in order to grow. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of what's going on. We all feel it. I think. And that's interesting too, because another thing, again, like these neat snippets, my my guides have been showing me um, consistent symbols of the phoenix rising from the ashes. Right. Like from the ashes of transformation can come new things. And so I find that really interesting. Again, the timeliness of it. Yes. Yes. It, it, it's, yeah. I, you know, it's everywhere. It's just different language, same message. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, I agree. I see it in all kinds of different, you know, metaphysics and things that I look at mm-hmm. modalities. So if we're, if it's connected to, say, the feminine, more the divine feminine, will we see then a greater, um shift in feminine like female or feminine embodied leaders or those that lead yeah and those that lead with more grace and compassion versus force and uh say defined structure yeah it's the co-creative it's the co-creative divine feminine and so um absolutely so there's a lot of going to be a lot of collaboration uh where there isn't one top leader it's everybody's leading Mm -hmm. um you already see, I mean, there's always been lots of women's groups, but you see that on the rise, women getting together. Um, my teacher said, has writes, it says it's beautifully. She says, if you're a middle-aged woman and you're doing work in spirituality or metaphysics and you're coming, it comes from the heart, you're, you're set. Mm, that's beautiful. And I remember being, and, oh, I chose the right. Right. But I would imagine that would extend to anyone that kind of considers their work to be light worker-esque, right? So like, Anyone who holds that compassionate heart and say they're a medical doctor or a teacher and they're teaching math or, you know, Absolutely. If, but if they're coming from that open hearted, compassionate perspective, then they too would be in that right place, right time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, probably, from the heart. yeah. And probably to be able to bring through these really innovative ideas and these like open hearted ideas that can then create change in that yes. environment. Yes. Yeah. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So if we're in nine right now, so until 2044 is period nine. Yes. Um, what happens when you come back to one again? Like what kind of transition is that? It's a good question. Um, I, I, I don't know the answer to that, but one is water, which is also fast. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it, it, you know, and it represents wisdom and all kinds of different things, it, it, but it is, it, it, you know, you're at the top and you go, it's kind of like going back down and up again. So mm-hmm. there'll be an interesting time for sure. Um, I haven't done a lot of research on what that transition will be like there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're going to be different. We're going to mm-hmm. be very different. We're going to live in a very different society and culture. I would imagine. And I think it's, um, yeah, I think nine is going to do a number on us, which I think is going to be amazing. And I'm really excited to be alive right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what I find interesting, too, is if we then look back at Western astrology here for a minute and on May 16th, as you would know, we have Jupiter that moved into Taurus, Taurus yes. being a real Earth sign, yes. right? Bringing in this kind of abundance and goodness if we're willing to act and do the work with it. So interesting how in this lead up, until because it's in Taurus until May 25th, 2024. How we have this earth energy that's actually kind of like bringing gifts if we're willing to work with it to get us like set and ready and moving in period nine. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful yeah. analogy. How cool is that? Yes, right? I think I think actually things are gonna start to really move in a good direction. I think mm-hmm. I I just feel like 2024, all the lead up to 2024, and then like things are going to start to feel really different and better than they have been. Things mm-hmm. are start the structures that need to fall are going to fall. We're going to you know we're, the veils are thinning, and like mm-hmm. all the things that are so fascinating and so life affirming are happening, and mm-hmm. and it's all has to do with what's happening in the stars and, and, you know, even the, the other philosophies and modalities that are talking mm-hmm. about these changes and shifts. So then people would really be starting to, I mean, I know personally, I am noticing the fire, the presence of the fire and the transformations already, but would you say a majority of people would start to notice this presence of fire too, like in their world already, or would they, would people notice more of a significant change starting January, 2024? No, the, I think the build has been happening for a few years. And I think okay. it's really start that the crescendo at 2024, almost like it mm. really hits. So I think it's a, it's a slow build. Mm-hmm. And uh, even the fires of, you know, like they, I was just reading an article about 2017 when they had, they had some big fires in California, then that's kind of the, was the mm. beginning of the build for 2024 for period nine. Yeah. So right. I think, I think if, yeah, if you really thought about it, everybody's feeling it already. Yeah. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. So how can people take this energy of fire that we're stepping into and how can they, um, through like a feng shui perspective, bring this, bring the element or bring that energy into their life or into their home? Like what are some things people can do to almost help honor that element and what it's here for or the period that we're stepping into? Yeah. So if you, I, I don't I, if you need fire in your in your birth chart, if you're lacking fire, you know, um, then there's ways to bring that, you know, in a spiritual uh, practice is one of the things I suggest to people. So I would say that that's really probably first and foremost, meditation, yoga, you know, Qigong, whatever, whatever attracts you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's other ways. Cooking is actually fire because you're oh, using a yeah. hot element, right? Mm-hmm. So. Again, um, I meet a lot of people. It's kind of interesting. If you don't have fire in your chart, a lot of times people like to cook. Or if you have a lot of fire, sometimes you like to cook. It just depends mm-hmm. how that works. But um, 
people, again, people are already bringing the element that they need in often automatically because we all work with energy. We just don't know it. Mm-hmm. Um, so cooking is one spirituality. Um, I, I, I tend to think exercise or sweating, mm-hmm. um, is fire. Um, sex is fire. Mm-hmm. Orgasm is fire apparently. Um, mm-hmm. so those, those are some things you can bring in spending time in the sun, hot climates, mm-hmm. you know, people that have a lot of water or cold charts tend to really love the sun and mm-hmm. it's really good for them to spend time you know, mm-hmm. in, in warm climates or live in a warm climate. Yeah. That's interesting you say that because I remember when you did my chart, um, I didn't have a lot of fire presence. I had wood, I had water, a little bit of metal, um, but like barely anything for fire. And I am so drawn to heat and sun and warmth and Me all too. of that. Like I just can't get enough. So that's interesting that you say that. Oh, and to get back to your question about how to use it, I just thought of how to use it in your home. Mm-hmm. So number, so the numbers one through nine are all represented in sectors in your home. And it's a flying star system of, okay. of studying Feng Shui. There's a number of different systems and nine is in the South. Oh, interesting. Direct South. So if you can figure out by taking a compass reading at your front door or your, you know, figure out, and then you do a, a little bit of a drawing to figure out where your sectors are directions and find out where the South is. And that is the most prompt. That will be the most prominent sector for the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if your front door is facing South, and this is what Chinese people would be building homes with front doors facing South right now, or Ooh. looking to buy homes with front doors facing South, because when you have the prominent star at your front door, you got it made. You've got, Interesting. you've got such an edge on everybody. It's mm-hmm. really good for your health and wealth and, and everything. So mm-hmm. Find the south sector and mm-hmm. make sure it's clean, clutter-free, mm-hmm. um, open windows, spend mm-hmm. time there. That is the most prominent sector for the next 10 years. And then there's always two more, like the next, second most prominent and third most prominent. So in, in period eight, it's nine and one would be the second and third. And then mm-hmm. in period nine, it's one and two would be the next okay. two prominent sectors. Right. One okay. is north and two is southwest. Interesting. So then for those that uh, aren't buying a house right now and say their backyard faces south, spending time in that position, facing that position, or maybe moving your bed to honor that position kind of thing, would that be something? That depends on the person. Mm, Generally, south is good. But if you, you know, depending on your life gua, which is something I would have to look up based on your birth date. It depends on what direction is really good for this crown chakra when you're lying in your bed to be facing. So it may mm-hmm. not be a good sector to sleep in for se- for some people or a good direction for you to head to face when you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. So that's dependent. But generally, overall, just spending time in the south or if you have a door in the south, use the door, mm-hmm. open the window. That is generally good for everyone in this yeah. time period. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting and so useful, right? Because everybody can make a point of that or maybe even set up like a little altar or some extra stones in a window that faces south to honor that. Exactly. So you can use that sector or facing south. Like if you're in a north room, you can get your chair to face south. That also also works. Interesting. Yes. That's so fascinating. I love that because it's like a, a different angle, but with similar messaging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what I find interesting too. So um, you're saying, are you saying that eight was north? 
Eight was no, is north east. Okay. Eight is northeast in the house. Because I noticed again, and I can only reflect on my own experiences with this, but my guides um, about five years ago kept saying, you need to know your north. You need to know your north. And I looked at it in all of the ways, right? Like all the ways we can use it as symbology. But then it changed. And once north was known, then it became south. And so I find it interesting hmm. that for the last like two years, it's being in very south, 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 south. And now we're stepping into south. Yes. I'd be curious if anybody else has noticed that, if the directions ever speak to them. I mean, the directions and elements speak to me. But um, there's now like an invitation to go south, like face south, be south, engage with south. So I just, I find that fascinating. Again, period nine, south. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Um, okay. So if this is also fire and transformation and spirituality, do you... Would it be safe to assume that we will most likely see a big influx in spiritually spiritually based uh, businesses, offerings, uh, you know, sacred places like, say, Phoenix, Arizona, that become even greater hotspots for activity? Would we see more increased potentially UFO contact, ET contact? Absolutely. I have no question. I have no question. I... I've done, I did a reading just as an example. I, I did a re, two readings for young women in their thirties in the last year, and they have both left jobs and are, one of them is studying um, Ayurvedic medicine and one is studying to be a hypnotherapist. So I absolutely, and it's not, you know, it's not people my age, you know, in their fifties going, I want to, you know, I want to contribute finally near the end of my working life. It's mm-hmm. young people. And so you probably see it too. I think there's already, it's absolutely positively, apparent that mm-hmm. this is happening mm-hmm. that spirituality is on the rise i mean I, i'm an aquarius i haven't been able to talk like this my whole life mm-hmm. i i kind of kept it secret and you know my whole woo woo side and now i feel like i i can tell people and even when i was studying feng shui and chinese astrology i live in a really small town of five thousand people and i'd run into people on the trail and they'd be like what are you doing because I always was doing something different because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a water element mm-hmm. mostly and which is a cloud which needs freedom and likes to move yeah mm-hmm. you can't you know harness a cloud they're always on the move mm-hmm. learned this about myself and so you know you're always doing something different what are you doing now and so I would at first I was kind of like oh, I'm studying Feng Shui and Chinese astrology and the, the response was so amazing even you know like loggers and things like that were just like wow man that's so cool i would heard about that that is really interesting and i was completely blown away by the response and um i do think that it is becoming more mainstream and that more people are getting into it and absolutely this is something we're going to see on the rise mm-hmm. for sure for sure no question yeah i i feel that too and and you're right that like to talk about spiritually based practices is much more commonplace. I know I even hesitate the last several years less now to say what I do. Right. Um, and even like, that. yeah, like I, I I was talking to my physio the other day and he's like, yeah, so what do you do? Because we were talking kinesiology because my degree is in kinesiology. So I understand injury rehab and all of that. And he was helping me rehab my torn calf muscle. Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, in that though... Uh, I said, but what I actually do, I used to do kin, but now uh, I'm a medium. And he was like, 
oh, that's cool. My wife's totally into that. My family were so open to that and blah, blah. And it just was like normal. Normal. And I was like, how cool? Because 10 years ago, that was not a normal, normal conversation. And that's only 10 years. No, people are, I, minds are expanding mm-hmm. rapidly, mm-hmm. rapidly. And so if you think, if you, okay, this is cool. If you think that in the last 20 years of earth period eight, slow moving, we expanded. And so even, we even take half of that. The last 10 years of that, we're noticing a change. Now we're stepping into nine, which is fire. Can you imagine, like you said, we're not going to be the same at all coming out of that one no this is transformation this is yeah. big time transformation like you said phoenix out of the mm-hmm. fire absolutely. absolutely timely yeah like right on time yeah yes fantastic yes that's fantastic well that's so interesting any other kind of um insights or ideas you wanted to share about that at all well there are some really uh important industries or that are going to be that are going to thrive in this period so i had those listed here so technology Mm -hmm. same as saturn and pisces huge technology time Mm -hmm. okay um because period nine is ruled by the eyes beauty what we see beauty so any beauty industry is going to do very well Hmm. makeup artists you know that kind of stuff um as women become more uh, leaders, we're gonna, they're going to need more childcare and home cleaning j- industries are going to be really on the rise. I think this is kind of nice for people to know. Mm-hmm. Um, agriculture is shifting and changing. We're, we're, you know, it's going to get sort of more community-based, I think. Um, medical, so eyes and heart. And unfortunately, um, medical, mental health is going to still continue to be a problem because it is ruled by, by fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, hopefully there's some, you know, innovations there as far as how we treat that. So mm-hmm. that's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> they claim that divorce might go up. Okay. Yeah. Transformation. Women, and right. women claim their power. Yeah. So law, the law industry is going to thrive. Banking and finance as it shifts and innovates mm-hmm. with technology, as we see already, that's changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and alternative wellness is the ninth. So mm, yes, I could see that. Yeah. 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 Spirit has been talking a lot about alternative wellness for sure. And how that's really wanting to come back to equal the Western medicine, like the value in Western medicine can be equaled to the value of alternative modalities, healing practices, and all of that, in all of the many ways. So oh, yeah, yeah. I resonate with that. I, I, I think it's so important that we get back to that. And I think it's mm-hmm. part of the spiritual uh, awakening that we're all yeah. having, we're coming back to nature and back to the old ways of healing. And mm-hmm. women are remembering through their mm-hmm. ancestors and all the, all the ways of how to heal, because we have always been healers. And for a long time, we were banned for because of it and mm-hmm. burned at the stake and things like that. So that is also coming up with, with the women rising women, mm-hmm. energy, feminine energy. And, you know, with that fire element too, another thing that my guides have mentioned that that fits this too, with alternative wellness is uh, laser therapy type things. I think I talked yes. about this in January and their uh, insights for this year was like an increase in laser therapy modalities i don't know what they are but like ways to treat things through laser alone well laser is like a fire wand basically exactly right right? (laughs) yeah 
So yeah, yeah that I'm sure that's on the rise. I've already, I actually know someone that has one that helps people with it, with, uh, you know, all kinds of aches and pains and it's supposed mm-hmm. to be very good. And I've mm-hmm. dogs, they use it on animals and yeah, yeah. absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, any other tidbits you wanted to add? Um, I think it's just the only other thing that's really important in my mind is the collaboration side of things, how we're, you know, we're moving into co-creative and collaborative time, no top down. Mm-hmm. So, so I really try in my life to, you know, collaborate with people. Like, how can I, if I'm trying to grow my business, how can I do that as a, as a, with a group of people or one other person? Mm-hmm. And so that we're all winners. There's no winning and losing anymore. It's all a win-win. And, you know, that is the way, that's also the feminine way, the co-creative feminine way. And mm-hmm. I think it's so beautiful. And I really try to do it as much as I can. And I think that's the kind of world that I want to live in. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, this is amazing. This has been very enlightening. And yeah. even like how much it aligns with what I've been getting too from a different perspective. Like this makes me feel like many different spokes on a wheel coming together to get the wheel rolling. I think that's so fabulous. So uh, if people want to connect with you, I'm going to put your website and such below, but you do offer classes and workshops, correct? Yes, I do. Yeah. What kind of classes or workshops do you offer? Um, I, I, introduction to Chinese astrology so that you can look at your own chart and learn how to, you know, the beginnings of how to read a chart, or you can look at your child's or your partner's or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I teach introduction to uh, Feng Shui too, just to get you started on how to use the energy in your home. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, just those, those at the moment, okay. but uh, working on some others. And you also do in-person consultations for like throughout the Kootenays and into Southern Alberta. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. I would highly recommend it um, for those of you that are really wanting to really like dig in to your energetic alignment, because I know that one of the other messages that's been so consistent is now is about alignments Mm. coming into being. So if we're living in a space that facilitates and honors our alignment then we're even more aligned in our own energy, which then echoes that frequency, which then brings in what it is we're wanting. So I would definitely yes. recommend it. Yes. Yeah. So Feng Shui and Chinese astrology. Yeah. Awesome. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the show. This has been lovely and so informative. And uh, thank you to all of you listening and definitely check out Krista's stuff and her website. Lots of info there. And uh, I will see you all next week. Thank you, Jeanette.